The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. It's going to be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. Uh, this is the Rotherham United podcast. Uh, I wonder what we're going to talk about today. Huh? Well, I'll find something, Mick. Uh, yeah. Thank you for everybody for being with us. Michael, how are you doing? Are you, are you dry? Yeah, I seem to be. Uh, I seem to be pretty dry today. It's um, it's been all right. Managed to uh, managed to get all my clothes on the radiator last night, and everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Um, so before we properly start, uh, we should point out that we did give the shirt away to uh, Josh in the comments. I think picked it up uh, from you from you yesterday. Mick got, got the phrase "bang on," so well done, and uh, we give a couple of caps out as well. So thanks to Kimbo for that as well. Um, again, mostly stayed dry, which is uh, which is a positive. Um, we've got a few comments. Phil Rollins says, "Evening, lads. Thought I was going to have to take a rain check tonight, but I swam against the tide and made it. Thank you very much, Phil, for being with us." Um, Josh Hinsley says, "Just worked it out, and you could talk about every minute of the game for a minute and still have twelve and a half minutes left to make it up to the hour." Yes, we could. Uh, Millie Click, what have we got forecasted for us tonight? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, <laughs> Jamie wants to know if we can get the groundsman on the podcast. That would be a great guess, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Uh, Mark Gamble's evening, lads. Have we dried out yet? Still a few Cardiff tears uh, in and around the uh, in and around Rotherham, but I think we're fine. Um, <laughs> Danny hopefully will be with us later on uh, to, to throw some more in, but we'll go from there. Nicholas Skidmore says, please tell me I have a Cardiff fan on tonight. <laughs> I think we've been blocked by every single credible Cardiff fan tonight. That's not credible. That's it's not credible. I mean, that's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Morell says, evening, lad. Sorry I was, I'm late. It was caught in some heavy weather getting home. We know the feeling. Uh, <laughs> we know the feeling. Um, I mean, I don't really know where to start, mate. I mean, 
for anybody that's missed it, <clears throat> the game got abandoned yesterday. Um, after 47 minutes, two minutes, obviously two minutes, two and a bit, two and a bit minutes into the second half. Let's put a serious caps on for a minute. Um, it was absolutely the right decision. And probably, Mick, those two minutes of the second half shouldn't have been played because it was clear for instant, from the instant they walked out on the pitch, that that pitch was unplayable. Yeah, I mean, it was getting like that sort of towards the back end of half time, wasn't it? You know, it was it was really, really bad. Um, I, there's not a lot you can say about it realistically. I mean, the referee. We, we, I mean, we, well, we will come on to the referee in a bit, and, and the, there's, there's no real criticism of him. Um, he, he's, he's made the right decision, um, despite everything that we've seen on social media today. Um, the, the key part of that, the referee's thrown the ball probably eight feet in the air, and it's landed with a splash and not moved, and that's in the centre of the pitch. Um, certainly, the corners at the away end were probably six inches deep in water. Uh, despite all the sterling efforts of the ground staff to uh, to clear it off, um, you know it, it was never going to be, never ever going to be played. It was it, there was no way, no way. So it, it was absolutely the right decision in the end. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Mark Gamble says future content for the podcast should be include a weather report. We may have to do that for the next one. Mm. Um, Correct. Uh, John Morell says, I'm really interested to see how we get guys get an hour out of this. Uh, well, you're not on your own, mate. Based, based on, well, based on those first 45 minutes of Rotherham United, we can certainly get an hour out of that because that was not very good, to be honest with you. Um, for our purpose of any Cardiff fans that may be listening or watching, we, will, we should start by addressing the, the, the sort of criticism of the ground staff. First of all, there was only three of them. From my understanding, that is the entire ground staff. Yeah. These are award-winning <laughs> groundsmen. You know, the, the, this 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 pitch has won multiple awards um, throughout the ten years of being at New York Stadium for being either the, either the best pitch in the entire division, whatever that whether that was Championship League One and League Two. It certainly won Championship awards, and for uh, my memory, it was also commended by UEFA in the summer for being again one of the best pitches at the Women's Euros. Regularly used for youth internationals, as it will be next week. I think uh, England under 19s, I think, are playing at New York Stadium. So before anybody jumps on any, anybody's back and sort of says, "Oh well, oh, they were doing this and other," these are prop. These, these are not just three idiots we've just dragged in from pub in town centre. The, the, these are proper professionals who who know how to look after a football pitch. We can all laugh at the guy, you know, dragging the water back on the pitch, um, but. <laughs> It was fine losing battle. It was. It was. You know, there was nothing more he could 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 be done. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you say that, and, and and I mean, I mean, obviously, it's been made a bit a big, a big, uh, a big thing on social media about him dragging the water back on the pitch. So, if let's just examine that in in, in a little bit of detail, shall we? Uh, so, you're going to brush the water off the pitch onto some non-absorbent, non no with no drainage uh, astroturf. Or are you going to put it on the grass, which is absorbent, on soil, which is also absorbent, which has also got drainage? Where is it? Where it's only going to come straight back on there. Mm. So all you're doing is 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 spreading it out really in a, in a better best attempt to get it to drain away. Mm. It was never going to drain away. 
No. You know, you could have been there. He could have still been there now, and it's, it, it wouldn't have got. They wouldn't have got rid of it. It's, it's just not going to happen. Mm. Uh, but let's concentrate on that little bit rather than you know the actual playing surface itself, which had had a month's worth of rain in about probably about eight minutes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, but let's 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 sort of um, let's let's gloss over that little bit, shall we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's right. John's right. It's feathered and neutral. It doesn't look great. The, the, it doesn't paint the grounds for the positive. Like, I understand that, but at the same time, <laughs> it it was almost pointless. I sort of get if I mean, again, but you try to put yourself in the groundsman's sort of shoes. What's he trying to do here? You know what I mean? It, it was still raining at the time when he was putting. He was trying to get this rain away, mm-hmm. and he was pushing it off the pitch. And before even dragging it back on, it was coming back on. He's probably just sort of thinking, "What the hell am I doing here? I'm just." I am literally doing nothing, um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed the, the twenty or thirty angry men that stood at the at the Carly fence shouting at another grown man who was doing his job, telling him how to do it. I, I missed um, that. Well, there's some men in there, <laughs> grown men, some grown ups. Really? Well. Yeah. Oh. oh, sorry. I thought it was. Uh, it, yeah, I thought it would look like a year seven school outing. <laughs> fell into a stone island shop on the way here. Yeah. Um, and the, well, that was the edge of the pitch. Uh, as you say, the middle of the pitch, it was just as bad. And that's the problem. The Obviously, the first place to check is the middle of the pitch, which the referee did when he, came, when he first came back on the pitch. Which they tried the middle of the pitch. If that had been playable, the pitch still wouldn't have been playable because the corner flags were underwater. Two of them were completely underwater. What are you meant to do? It's just is how are you meant to take a corner or anything like that? The 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 lines had been washed away. Um, get rid of it. You just need to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Yeah. We should. What we should have done is wished really, really hard as a collective. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it would have just gone away. I, I, I think that's how rain works. Um, <laughs> Millie click. As as for the sprinklers, don't recall them being left on while it was raining, but I may be wrong. Thought it was just the start of the, a, a bit of half time. Yeah, the sprinklers again for the purposes of any Cardiff fans listening. Every single half time and pregame, uh, sprinklers are are on. Um, I mean, the rain came quickly. I mean, this is not very interesting listening to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I I went I nipped to Lou just for a new game was starting five minutes time, so I nipped down to the toilet. And when I came back. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The rain was like something I can't remember seeing rain that bad uh, in a long, long time. And then within within two or three minutes, the pit it was clear there was going to be a problem. It was a very clear problem. It was very clearly an issue. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't really know what more to say about it, Mink. But let's just clarify some of the Cardiff issues. I've seen fans. Tagging UEFA and FIFA in tweets, <laughs> um, which is a personal favourite. According to the work, uh, Wales Online or Cardiff Online, the, the newspaper, there is a, a Cardiff season ticket holder who has sent a 16-point email, 16 points, um, in complaint. What? Is that the font size? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a 16-point email to complain about it. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where he sent that to, to be honest with you. Um, we, we haven't received it one yet. Uh, if you want one, our, our emails are ucpod at gmail.com. So you want to pop it over? Um, 
we'll have, we'll have a look. We'll get back to you with a suitable response. <laughs> um, I, I am sixteen-point font. <laughs> um, I am shocked, Mick, and I don't know whether I should be shocked. I am shocked at the response of the Cardiff fans because I would be frustrated. Don't get me wrong; I would be I would be very frustrated at being one 0 up and the game being the game being essentially been called off. But it was obvious. It wasn't. It wasn't just oh, this pitch is it's not quite bad. It it was ridiculous, and mm. for you know a, a fairly substantial group of people to not seem to understand how that works was. It's been bizarre, to be honest with you, for me. I, I don't really get it. It's quite interesting, really, isn't it? It just it gives it, it just it gives you a sort of uh, a view of, of of what social media actually is, um, and it's it's literally a, a group of fourth year juniors in a classroom shouting at each other, isn't it? Mm. You know, <clears throat> and and that's genuinely that is what it is. It's just irrational, ill thought out. Well, not even thought, not even ill thought out. It's just not even thought out. Um, it's just type the first words that come into your mind, and if hope, hope that they make sense, and 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 then just shout at people, um, and and it's just nonsense. It's just absolute nonsense. You know, it really is. I mean, there's a bloke on there tagging the EFL in a complaint about what about a game that he's watching, and I follow on his dodgy stick. <laughs> that would put on a classic. What? <laughs> What's going on? Illegally watching a game while yeah. complaining about the game is illegally watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it it, it, it beggars belief, honestly. And it's, it's a set of circumstances that if you'd looked at and explained to somebody ten years ago that this set of circumstances would arise, they'd have just laughed at you because they just, nobody could possibly be that stupid. Mm, well, there you go. Welcome to social media in twenty twenty three. Wowzers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or he has a VPN on his smart TV. Yeah. Yeah, that could be, that could be it. You might be right, John. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, imagine how bad Hillsborough would have been after being like that. And that's another point. Yeah. That our pitch is a good pitch. It is, it is a good pitch. We've played on other pitches this season which haven't been very good. Imagine that rain on other pitches. It would have been, well... Well, I, the game got called off. It couldn't have been worse, I suppose, could it? Uh, no, no. I mean, if you imagine uh, Hillsborough, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like you say, it, it, look, it's one of them things. You, you, you can't, you can't legislate for things like that. And, and ultimately, the, the referee made the right decision. Mm. Yeah, this is not an idea. I want to bring this up. Several years ago, Barnsley were four-one up at Plymouth when a similar thing happened early in the second half. The game was abandoned. Had to be started. Midweek, yeah, I heard Rob Staten talking about it on Radio Sheffield last night. There was also, and again, I might be corrected, I think Doncaster were 4-0 up at Charlton. Mm. Uh, and again, the same thing happened. There was a downpour at half-time and the game was postponed. It was put back to 0-0. This, this happens. You know, It's really frustrating and I, I don't know if there's a way the club, both clubs can come up with a deal that can help the Cardiff fans come back for the replay. You know, If they can subsidise coach journeys or, or something, I think that would be a really nice gesture from both clubs' parts. But... Life, life's not very fair sometimes, um, and it's, you've just got to take a step back. You know, before you start clicking and typing, you know, whether whether you are just a fan or a journal or whatever, just take a step back and think about what you're saying and 
just you know work it out if it makes sense because some of the tripe we've seen has just been glorious. Twitter the last twenty four hours has been just a beautiful place to be, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. it's been wonderful. It's, it's just it's, it's made my weekend. You know, I mean, we'll we'll come on to the the the, the um, I'm going to say football that we saw. We'll, we'll come on to the, the 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 alleged game that we played in the first half shortly. Um, so so that would have left me a bit a bit bereft this weekend because it's it's not been great no. uh, from a sporting point of view. But but Twitter has just just made made it's just been a beautiful weekend. It's just been it's just been hilarity after hilarity. It's been brilliant. Love it. Mm. Yeah, it has. Um, serious point Sarah Ogden makes all, all it would have taken is for a key Cardiff player to break his leg and they would have been saying some something different yeah it's, it's player safety the, the game wasn't stopped for any other reason no. other than player safety that's the reason the game wasn't wasn't was didn't go on um, I see surely we have Premier League standard draining so either Etihad Old Trafford would have had the same result uh, as playing the grounds but I remember England played in Poland a few years ago international mm-hmm. they get an international stadium they had the same problem they had to yeah. come back 24 hours, 24 hours later and play the game again. Um, yeah. Declan O'Neill makes a, makes a point. Uh, he says the game should have been carried on behind closed doors for however long was left. Tim Pot Club with Tim Pot fans celebrating the game being called off. Embarrassing. Thank you very much, Declan, for your uh, your input on the situation. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. That, that, I mean, that would be even better for those fans that travel four and a half hours. Go home and we'll keep playing. We'll while you're not here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you, could, you could dig deeper into that to that comment, but I mean, you, you, well, let's not bother because no. it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's again, it goes back to what we've talked about about some of the stupidity that's been put on social media over the past twenty-four hours. Some of the ridiculous comments, and like you said, from people who who claim to be legitimate journalists. Mm. Um, and, and and it just it blows your mind that, that that these people can quite sort of happily express these points of view and and not be in the least little bit embarrassed by them. It just well, like, whatever, whatever. I think when people when we get blocked, I think that's when they uh, realize yeah. how stupid they've been. Uh, Declan, yeah. by the way, if you watch it, just make sure you've subscribed and liked. Make some useful while you're here if you can. That'd be lovely. Um, Jamie said, you have to accept as a way fan, there are going to be risks travelling. Yeah, and, and and to be fair, let's give, again, we don't often do this, but I think the referee does deserve credit. I think he'd let it go maybe maybe 15 minutes longer than he needed to, but he, yeah. he gave an, as much time as he possibly could to allow the, to allow the water to go away. Uh, he, he, he tried, you know, he let the Cardiff manager essentially throw the ball to try and show if there was... Uh, yeah, he's having that, worry. They weren't having that either. It was not having that. Um, the only the only man of criticism is the game shouldn't have restarted. But at the same time, I I almost applauded for trying. You know, if 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 somehow within two minutes it would have you know baited them, it'd have looked like it'd done a re- done a really really good job. So I think Lang- Oliver Langford does deserve a decent amount of credit for the way he handled a very very tough situation. Yeah, I mean, we we found something out about Oliver Langford yesterday, didn't we? You know, it uh, he can actually make a decision. Uh, it took him an hour to make it, but at least he could do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I'm just I, I can't really I can't resist. <laughs> no, he, he dealt with it very very well. He dealt with it very well. Uh, you know, he, he gave it he gave it every opportunity to 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 sort of drain away from the from the actual playing surface. Um, it wasn't called off until I think 4:45, 4:50. So you know, oh, wow, it was, yeah. you know, it, it was it was 
at the time the, the match should have finished anyway. So he, he, he did absolutely the right thing. I can't believe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm complimenting Oliver Langford, but there you go. Really? Um, good work, really good work. Mm. Yeah, and another thing to sort of think about from this as well is that had we decided, yeah, we can get the game on, you then got you have then got security issues because not all the staff would, so let's say stewards, for example, not all the stewards necessarily, and, and the police policemen and things like that, they might not have been able to stay to to the to the conclusion of the game. So then we have a safety issue of not enough stewards or not enough safety officers to deal with the rest of the game. So then it becomes another issue mm. that they would have had to deal with. Um, Let's, let's deal with another uh, conspiracy theory, Michael Carnell. Don't forget that Howard Webb was in his ear. Yeah, according to a couple of Cardiff things, Howard Webb is in on this. Um, you know, life, lifelong, regularly attending Rotherham United games, Howard Webb has been rumbled as a Rotherham fan, um, shockingly. No, is he not? He's not, is he? Apparently. Well, well, um, yeah, I mean, where am I? Is the head of the PGMOL, which is the head of the refereeing, refereeing. I don't think he would have gone, just get Oliver, just cancel it, just call it off for me, mates at Rotherham, just do it. I don't I don't think that happened. Can't confirm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Mike's right. On, on, if it hadn't been really started after half-time, the fans would have been moaning at the referee, not giving it a go. Can't win either way. Welcome to the world of referee. I think, yeah, I think at the time I was, I was maybe not frustrated, but confused, but the more you think about it, the more you think, yeah, that probably was right to give it a go. I even called the fact that the player captains over at 15 minutes or so as well, didn't they? So to just yeah, to, yeah. Uh, two minutes, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and a lot of people, Cardiff fans, oh, they were cheering like they scored a goal when it ended. Yeah, I was cheering because of how frustrated the Cardiff fans were, to be honest with you. It, it, at, at that point in the game, it just become, at that point in the afternoon, it just becomes, they are so upset about this. It's become, or some of them are anyway, it's becoming funny. Uh, I do feel sorry for a large proportion of them that travelled because like, it's a four mm. and a half hour journey for nothing. Is I'd hate it, Mick. Well, but again, I have a brain. So you, you said that we had a four and a half hour journey down to Cardiff for nothing, didn't we, earlier on in the season? Because um, that, that was one of my worst ever footballing days out. Um, not because of anything other than the fact that we were so bad. Um, yeah. and, and to be fair, so were they, but just marginally less bad than we were. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, I do feel I feel for him. It is a long journey and it's difficult. And you know, it's, it's it's not right. It's not right that um, or not not great that these sort of things, this sort of thing has happened. But it was inevitable. Absolutely. It's not fair, but it no. but it is what it is. I, I yeah, don't. Yeah. I, there's no workaround. Uh, so in terms of the, the what will what will be the replay game, there is no precedent in England to restart the game from the moment it ended, or to restart a game at one 0 or anything like that. All the all the history is that the game would restart at zero nil nil at zero zero from from minute one. Um, let's take our rugby United hats off for a minute. Mm. From an EFL, you know, from an EFL and FA regulation, Mick, is that fair? Should should the game be restarted from the minute it ended with with the scores as they are? In an it's ideal world, in an ideal world, yes, I think in an ideal world, it, yeah, that would be the fair. Uh, the fair way of doing it. However, um, you've got player safety again to consider there. You know, you're, you're playing for 40, 43 minutes rather than the full 90. Um, it, it, 
that is that is far from ideal. Uh, and the precedent has been, is, and always has been that the game restarts for ninety minutes, as 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 if it was the first version of the game. Mm. So that that is the precedent, um, and anything that anything that steers away from that is would be would be wrong now. Um, so whether or not it's fair is really a moot point. Um, that that's a, that's the way it is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's life. Um, yeah, uh, John Morell again rightly says if anything, it could work against us with it being called off. I imagine the Cardiff team will be very motivated in the rearranged game. I actually think it work. It could potentially work out good, decent for both teams because it. It's likely to be replayed either the final week of the season, so before the final game, or before the Middlesbrough game. Those are the two weeks I think that are open. By then, I can't see both of us still being in a relegation battle. I, I could see one of us. Mm. I could see one of us sort of falling in and still still needing it to be um needing it to be needing an immediate result. But it could very well be that Cardiff are all safe by then and we desperately need a result, and that gives us extra motivation. Or we could be safe and they're desperately new results. So again, they've got a bit more motivation. It it could be a good time to play a team like Cardiff or a team like Rotherham. It could be it could, could. Yeah, it could. It could. Or it, it hopefully, fingers crossed, neither neither team's got anything to play for. You know, that'd yeah. be the ideal world. But the way things are going at the moment, I'm not convinced that that's going to be the case. Yeah. So we'll have to see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see on that one. Uh, yeah, Josh wouldn't 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 sell away tickets. It was only half a match. Can you, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine coming turning up four and a half hours <laughs> for forty three minutes of football, and you know it's only going to be forty three minutes of football. It's just <laughs> stupid. Um, yeah, Reese Kelly. We've got two Tuesdays free: twenty fifth of April and second of May. We do have the Tuesday before the Easter weekend. Uh, so between the Hull and the West Brom game. But again, that's not ideal because we all play we all play on Friday afternoon. So it's not ideal. I don't think for us or Cardiff that one, to be honest with you. Um don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um Mark Mark Gamble says, What a shower that first half was. The Cardiff fans have been left up the stream without a paddle crying a river, and that's all is water related drugs. Done. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. You can always be trusted on for that one. Thank you. Um so look what we've got. Mike the Miller. I know in some of the lower leagues, if a game is abandoned towards the end, uh, there is no doubt as to where the points are going. The result may stand, not in the FL. Yeah, I seem to remember a case in Spain quite a few years ago where Real Madrid had a, a game called off with 10 minutes left because of, I think, a bomb threat. They did literally come back and play the next 10 minutes, like a week later or something like that. La Liga and, and, and you know, other countries do do things differently to us, to be fair. Um, but yeah. We'll see. To be fair, we've got 25 minutes that are talking about rain, Mick. Yeah, that's not bad, that. Which I think is quite good. We might even get and some more in. To be fair, that 25 minutes is probably more entertaining than the first 45 minutes yesterday. So, yeah, that is probably true. Um, let's start talking about football for as long as, as long as we can. And I think Shelley starts off with a good point. If there is a negative to Matt Taylor, it's decisiveness. Starting 11 was wrong, he says. Blackett isn't a left-back. Lindsay and Kursa needed to start for me uh, and the goalkeeper was meant to come on. And then the goalkeeper was meant to come on 10 minutes earlier and didn't. Uh, Georgie Kelly, not goalkeeper. Georgie Kelly. <laughs> Georgie Kelly was meant to come on 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, so this goes back. We can talk about the performance in a minute, but this is an, this is an issue of Matt Taylor. So he decided on 35 minutes, whatever it was yesterday, 
uh, that it wasn't working. And it wasn't working. Oh. He, Jim Lins got stripped off and Georgie Kelly got stripped off on about 35 minutes. The sub Jamie Lindsay, so he halved the substitution he was going to make, and it took eight minutes for the mm. substitution to come on, or 43 minutes, obviously two minutes before half time. Um this is a this is a recurring theme, not a first half substitution, but there is an issue of Matt Taylor decide seeing a player stripped off, and it is normally Jamie Lindsay in yeah, yeah. um and then waiting so such, such a long time. And then it then it eventually being done. That's the subs needed to happen very quickly. And if you if you're gonna make them, just just go, just make the make the sub. It's really frustrating seeing the time that was wasted. It is, and and it, it's frustrating as well to to see us looking to make substitutions on 35 minutes because it's an admission that you've got it wrong uh, for me. You know, you shouldn't really be making tactical substitutions in the first half. Um, because if, if if you are doing, you've not done your either you've not done your homework right, or you've not set your team up properly, um, and, and clearly the team's not set up properly. I've been set up properly for the last two games prior to this one as well. Um, the midfield are completely missing. Um, you know the defence is at sixes and sixes and sevens. It, it's it, it's not great. Um, but but when you do make the decision, see it through. It, it just seemed really bizarre, and like you say, it's not the first time. That um, that this has happened, it's it, and you know it's it's three or four times that a similar thing has happened. In fact, ironically, the first time I saw it were at Cardiff um, when Jamie Lindsay and Shane Ferguson were stripped off for probably the last mm. seven or eight minutes of the game and never actually made it onto the pitch. I don't think. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's it, it, I don't understand. Don't understand. Um, maybe that's not. Maybe it's nothing to do with us. You know what I mean? But. If you, you can, you can, and, and I can see that sort of argument. However, to make a substitution on forty-three minutes, mm. which is not for an injury, which is not injury, injury, injury related, is 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 weird. It's peculiar. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Either make it at thirty-five or don't wait while half time. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I see, you, you, because obviously, with how substitutes work nowadays, you you get a lot of you know, allocations. Mm. You by making a substitution two minutes before half time, bearing in mind half time is a free, essentially a free substitute. Yeah, uh, you've wasted an occasion. Thankfully, it didn't bite us on the backside this occasion, but it could very well have bit us um, correctly. Um, mm. But John Morrell like points out making someone thirty five minutes you've got, means you've got something drastically wrong. Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't. If you're going to correct it, I don't mind. I, I do mind, obviously. But he is right. It, it, thankfully, it was only one nil um, because we talked about this on the instant reaction, Mick. And there are many issues from yesterday, from the performance, and obviously from the rain. Um, there are many, many issues, and the the first one is that Cardiff were better in every single aspect of the game. Hmm. They wanted the ball first. They wanted the ball second. At times, they even wanted the ball third. Hmm. They. Uh, they were quick, they were direct, they were moving it from left to right. Everything Cardiff were doing was how you would win a football game. Mm. And we did not measure up to them in the absolute slightest. I don't know, that's probably why they're, one of the reasons they're frustrated as they are. Mm. Because yeah, yeah. They, they could, they, there was an argument to say they could have made a couple of goals up by half-time. Without a doubt, they were, they were a million miles the better side. Um, again, we, never, we hardly even laid a glove on them. Mm. Uh, we had a couple of reasonably threatening attacks, probably early early doors in the uh, in the first half. But after that, 
we can't keep the ball with no with no sort of composure on the ball again, which is what we talked about. But the key thing for me again, and I said this after the World Cup, the press has gone, the intensity has gone out of the game when we're out of possession. Um, there were a couple of occasions when Jordan Hugo were trying to close the ball down uh, <clears throat> as, it's, as it's going back to their keeper, and when he turns around and looks, looks, there's not a single Rotherham United player in the Cardiff half backing him up, yeah. um, and and I don't get it. It, it has to be. It has to be tactical. It has to be something that the players have been told. You know, this is not how we're going to play. And it, and it, but the, the the first game that we brought that back in, we were effective and we got we got we got points out of the game. And it's gradually and slowly but surely it drifted out of the game again. And and now we're getting we're getting walked over. We, we're not making an impact on games at all. And and it's it's really really disappointing. Because we've got the quality in the side, there's, got, there's enough quality in this side to to to, to walk staying in this division. Mm. Let's not be, let's not be, make any bones about that. Um, but the, the way we're setting up, we're just not making any impact at all. No impact at all. No, we're not. Um, we'll talk about the sort of setting up the the, the personnel in the mid, midfield. The problem is the midfield. But we'll come on to that in a minute, maybe. Um, mm. The goal, Shelley says, you could see the goal coming. The right back was wide open, free header, um, and then a free tapping. Victor Hansen shouldn't have come for it. I think that's the only time he got wrong. Um, if he does, he needs to get it. Yeah, I mean, from Victor' point of view, the Victor has tried to stop the Cardiff player winning the header because the mm. Cardiff player would have won the header. Um, the problem is it's, it's left an open goal, so I, he maybe he was just lesser of two evils. He didn't see the player obviously free in the box. Uh, but the problems for me starts on the halfway line. I don't, mm. I can't remember who the player was, but you allowed the player to run from the center, essentially the center spot to almost the 18 yard line. And he was completely unchallenged. It wasn't somebody was jockeying for him and, and he lost the battle. He was completely unchallenged. And I don't understand. You can't let that happen. He just drove through the heart of the team. I mean, yeah. that's unacceptable. There was nobody there to stop him. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Adolfi were trying to catch him, catch him back up. He was, he, he was going after him, mm. but nobody, nobody who can see the player running towards him made any effort to uh, to, to get to him. Pro- I can't. I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to cast my mind back to to the goal now. But yeah, maybe not. That shouldn't have to be one of the back four. It shouldn't be one of the back four no. having to do that. But if Akeem Akeem Adolfin is starting his chase on the halfway line and there's nobody between him and the back four, then that's where the problem is. You know, you, you just, it's just, we can't, we cannot, cannot allow teams to do that. And we, we did it, we've done it in the last three games. Mm. I, I, the midfield is the issue. Yeah. The, 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 it just isn't one. There mm. isn't one. Um, and, and it's, it, it's a problem. It's a real problem. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. 
Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Where's the problem then? I know Michael Carnell says, right, we haven't got a midfield battle on the pitch at the minute. Ollie out. Lindsay can't get a squad in the same. Adolphin, he seems quite. A bit, he seems a bit quiet. I mean, the, the problem seems to be... Adolphin did what Adolphin did yesterday. I, I don't have a massive problem with Adolphin. I don't think he was brilliant, but I just think Adolphin was doing what Adolphin was doing. Hmm. Connor Coventry's job is either to look after the ball and distribute it better, or to break up the play, it it with with way, where his position is on the pitch, it's one of those two roles. To yeah. to, to properly put it onto basics, there's obviously more to it than that, but that's the basics of it. He's not doing either of them, and no, I think Paul Davis put some on in, on his article about there is a player in there, and there absolutely is a player in there, but he's not doing anything. Is there's a lot of the Scott High about him at the minute of. I don't know what he is bringing to the side at the minute, other than a body. I think it's. I think that's a bit unfair, to be honest. Um, I, I genuinely believe that this is down to down to the way that we're, we're being set up. I think what Matt Taylor is looking to do is looking to attack in numbers, mm. um, so that when when we are in possession and when we are going forward, we, we're putting four or five players, getting four or five players forward. But there's no contingency when we lose the ball, so we're getting exposed every time we do lose the ball. Because when we do go forward, we're not trying to create the chances because we're not putting the ball in the box. You know, we're, we're tapping it around either on either flank, looking for an opportunity, but that opportunity to, to put it in there, but it never comes. Um, and, and as a consequence, then we're overloaded in midfield every time. So I think I think he's trying to be positive, but he's, he's not closing the back door, if you like. Um, and and you've got you've got to have. There's nobody sitting in front of that back four. Nobody. Mm. Connor Coventry, maybe that's his responsibility. Maybe that's his role. I don't know. But with the greatest respect to Connor Coventry, he's not hard enough. He's not a hard enough footballer to, to play that role. You know, he might be able to break play up a little bit and, and, and play some short passes and, and start some attacks, but he ain't going to win you that ball back. You know, you give Conor Coventry a a fifty fifty challenge, he is he is backing out of it. Hundred percent he's backing out of it. Um so but but I think the issue, like I say, is the way that Matt Taylor's is expecting us to play. You know, he's, he's he's wanting us to play on the front foot when we're in possession of the ball, but we're committing far too many players forward and we're getting caught out time and time and time again. Um I think that's my view, but I'm not saying I'm right. <laughs> yeah. But, um Pound Med says I miss Dan Barla, so yeah. Yeah. That's because yeah. he, he did everything, isn't it though? He did he did everything. He 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 did the dirty work, but he also knew how to use the ball. Uh, See, Dan, he didn't initially, did it? Dan Barlas didn't used to do the dirty work. However, he did, but, but he was instantly good on the ball, weren't he? Yes, he was. He was. But now you've got you've got someone like Hakeem Adolphin who could sit in front of that back four, much like Semi did when he was here when he played yeah. that midfield role, you know, and and he will be able to do that, and he can he can break the play up and everything else. Um, however, I think Matt Taylor wants him further forward because of the aerial threat that he gives. Well, yeah. you know that's not you can't you can't have everything. There's no point having an aerial threat up front if ball's already in back of our net because you've you've exposed all the back four. Um, and, and you know, and, and allow teams to play straight through us. 
So the the, the setup that he's, he's trying to play at the moment, it may well work yeah. somewhere, but it's not working for us. Whether it's because the players don't understand it fully, they don't buy into it fully, they're not they're not implementing it correctly. Whatever that is, it is not working. And then we had the same issue, like I say, after the World Cup break that we've got now, in that we're just completely ineffective in games. Um, I don't know. We just need to go back to to to, to doing what we do best, um, and, and and what got us up here in the first place. If he wants to change it to this new system, that's absolutely fine. But at least do it. Give yourself a full closed season to get get it drilled into the players because they're not buying into it at the moment for whatever reason. And I don't think that's a, oh, I'm not playing the way you want me to play kind of not buying into it. I just think they don't understand it. Um, You know, you you mentioned a minute ago about attacking in numbers, Mm. which I do think is true, but but like, but then you also, also, you're also right that when the ball goes up to Hugel, there's nobody around him. So, the, the the numbers of which is obviously was Fergie, Fosu, and Chio. You're sort of three behind the one. Mm. They are a little bit in no man's land because when when they scored the goal, those two were too far up. Yeah. When we're attacking, they're not far up enough. It's yeah. the the, the con, they're constantly stuck in a bit of a no man's land. Yeah. Of almost like they don't know where they want to be. I, I thought Chio was a threat at times yesterday, but again, I don't think he gets any help. I don't think he gets any any help at all. Um, I think he's out the front four for me. Yeah, I mean, with with Chio, I think a lot of it, it doesn't get it doesn't get the help that he needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he probably would have done once um, once Peter Kioso came on. Yeah, um, Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, um, the, the 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 downside from Chio's uh, performances are that his, his positioning, like I said in the last podcast, his positioning is is off at times. You know, he, he makes himself available, but he makes himself available in, in difficult positions, difficult to find positions or in effective positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's something he needs to work on, perhaps, I think. But, um, yeah, we just, we, we've got to get that intensity back into our game and it's not there. Mm-hmm. It's not there. It's very, very lacklustre. Um, yeah. and, and, and it's worrying. It is really genuinely worrying because... I mean, I'll nail the course of the match now. If we continue to play in this fashion, if we don't go down, I'll be gobsmacked. It will. Only, if we don't go down, it will only be because of what other teams don't do. Mm. Um, so he, he's really got to step it up one way or another. He's either going to drill it into them so that they, they 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 know exactly what they're doing from minute one after this international break. And I don't think there's time to do that because he's had bags of time and they've still not bought it yet. Mm. Uh, or we've got to revert back to playing that high press, high intensity game and getting the results we got when we reverted back to it. Mm. I wonder, and I don't I, and I might I am making an assumption here. I wonder if the they think they thought the job was done in terms of survival and that those last few points were a bit of a formality. Because since we got to the 40 point match, which I think was Sunderland game, I think yeah. it's been a significant drop off in performance. And, it's, and, and intensity it's, it's not it's not it's and that's that's the main thing isn't it like the intensity is the main thing and that's what's been dropped I mean, I, again I might, I might be doing them all a massive disservice but I remember Matt Taylor speaking after the after we got to 40 points yeah, how, how big an achievement it was that the club was at 40 points at this stage in the season I wonder if subconsciously they've taken the foot off the gas a little bit 
Um, I don't it would know. have to be subconsciously, wouldn't it? Because I oh, cannot yeah. see a, a, a professional outfit, football club, football team, football manager um, falling for that. I mean, that's proper proper egg under at um, mm. scenario, isn't it? So I, I just can't see that being the case. Um, it, it's it, 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 for me. He's just trying to revert back to this 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 method that he's he's wanting or way he's wanting us to play. Um, and I, I don't fully get it. I genuinely don't. And, and we watch games, and we, we we all say, you know, at the games with the people sat around us, we don't really know what he's trying to do here. Mm. Um, you know, and, and you'd have thought, given given, <laughs> you just looking at looking at where we sit, you know, the people around us and ourselves with the experience that we've got between mm. us all, somebody will go, well, I think we have to look. This is what he was trying to do, but but everybody's kind of scratching their heads a little bit. Yeah. Um, and when people who watch our games are saying exactly the same thing, you know, what are you trying to do? What, 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 what's happening? What are you doing? Um, yeah. yeah, difficult. Yeah. Uh, let's bring Danny in. Danny's with us. How are you doing, Danny? Oh, lads, lads, lads. <clears throat> when I say I've been washing a few pots with some bluebird tears, I really do mean it. <laughs> you didn't get caught in a, in, a, in a rain, you know, where there's not been another freak uh, storm or anything in Robin, has there? Um, not that I've been aware of, no. There was a burst main on the way home, though. Uh, I don't know if Oliver Langford had anything to do with calling the traffic flow off, but... <laughs> oh, really? Um, just, well, we've got, we've got a few quarters to go through, Dan, but just on the overall of the performance, first of all, the Rother United lack of turning up. It was a bad 47, well, ignore the two minutes. It was a really bad 45 minutes from us, wasn't it? Yeah, I think Rotherham turned up in the opening forty-five minutes as much as I have as much as I have in the opening forty-five of this podcast. If I'm being honest, um, but yeah, there was very little bite from us. We looked very flat. Um, we deserved to go behind. If I'm being honest, uh, the circumstances around the goal are a bit questionable, uh, in my opinion. But I think one nil down at half time was a fair reflection on how we were playing. Cardiff weren't the best, um, but we were just. Not as good as them, really, and I and I think one nil was about right in that game. If if it had finished one nil, which in some circles I think it has, um, I'd say yeah, <clears throat> fair fair result if I'm being honest. But thankfully, it has proven that God is a Miller. I'm telling you now, God God's a Miller. He, he uh, they were our twelfth man, um, but yeah, just un, just unfortunate for Cardiff, isn't it that <laughs> that God's a fan of our club. <laughs> yeah. Um, just on a few bits, John Morell says that they sent the EFL information about their ownership two years ago. So the 16 point email will probably end up in the spam folder. Uh, <laughs> EFL, that's probably true. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, Mike Miller says, Mick, you've hit the head, head, nail on the head a minute ago. Our midfield over in every game. You don't win many games playing like that, which is correct. Jack McCord also mentions Coventry being running a bit of bar last spell, but we can't give forward to give him time at this point in the season to improve. No. Um, yeah, so the midfield's a problem, Danny. We've just mentioned the midfield. There is a problem there. So let me ask you this question. We lack intensity, and there's an issue with movement and energy in the midfield. Jimmy Lindsay's sat on bench. Um, Jimmy Lindsay is the type of man you want on the pitch. If you haven't got Oli Rathbone, you want Jimmy Lindsay. Um, and Matt Taylor is clearly a massive fan of Ollie Rathbone. He gave him the captaincy. So I, I still can't work out of life for me why Jamie Lindsay is not getting in that starting eleven. If you not, if you don't have one, you have the other for me. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Every time you see Lindsay on the bench, it's like, oh, really? Mm. You know, even after <clears throat> you know, the run of games that we're on at the minute where the midfield does look very flat, just give Lindsay a run out. You know, mm. I mean, when did he come on? He came on just at half-time, half didn't he? Or just before, before half-time? Yeah. yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we saw him getting ready as a sub quite a bit before actually coming on. Mm. Um, I, Maybe Matt Taylor delayed it because we had a little... Upturn and he thought, mm, shall I wait until half time? But because nothing came of it, that's why he brought him on early. Uh, I know that Cardiff brought on a player early because um, Intete is it was injured, yeah, injured so they made there. yeah they made their change. But I think if you're making a sub before half time, it's a little admittance that <clears throat> you know you, you've got the lineup wrong. Mm. If that makes sense, or at least you've not matched it up in the way that you wanted it to. And if Lindsay is your solution to that, then I think Lindsay should be starting the next game. I know we've got a big delay until the next game, but for me, if you need that intensity in midfield and Ollie Rathburn's not 100%, bring Lindsay in, you know, because mm. it's sort of shown that Fozzo is a little bit out of form in that midfield. Um, as he stands, he would be better deployed as a left-sided player rather than a, a, a midfielded, midfield-minded player. It's not against him, it's just that he's in a poor run of form in that position. He can play there, he's just not doing well there. Um, so I'd bring Lindsay in. Ferguson's not having the best run either. So personally, I bring him out, push Fozzo out wide, and then bring Lindsay into the midfield. That's my opinion. Take it as you will. It's also my opinion that I think Cardiff should be docked three points, bringing that helicopter out. That's caused a stir on Twitter. Hang on, Donny. Um, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Right, this podcast has now lasted longer than the football did yesterday. Hey, well done, everybody. Well, you've been part of something special. <laughs> But yeah, for me, just just bring Lindsay in. I mean, as it stands right now, if Ollie's not fit and we need a change and a bit more bite in midfield, what's worse that could happen? You know, we're losing all the games by trying to do something different, or we lose, or we lose a game by just trying to put square pegs in round holes. Mm. I'd make the change personally just to see what happens and check it up. Yeah, I mean, if Foster has been playing as a central midfield, I can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast, Mick, or whether we talked about it in pub before the game. He's not work. He's not a central player, and players like that need the space to be able to play in. And there's just not enough space in the middle there. And he doesn't bring anything else to the, to the game. He is a man who likes to carry the ball into space and try and create something. So you're essentially stifling Tarek Fosu, and then you're either losing a man, another man from the centre midfield, or losing a second striker. Is a little bit of neither. Um, Shane Ferguson was poor yesterday, so. It made sense to bring take 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 Fergie off, put Fosso out there, and put Jimmy Lindsay in the middle. We could have easily put a striker on there. The setup was if 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 we if we'd have played badly on on whenever we played last time, and he'd made four changes and changed the system a little bit, and it still didn't work. I think we could have all accepted that. To be honest, yeah. With you. The problem is this is the same thing three games in a row. It's exa- almost exactly the same set of players, other than a couple of defensive changes, and it's exactly the same setup. You're just doing the same things over and over again and hoping yeah. for the best. We need either needed an extra man in the middle of, of the pitch or we needed somebody else up in Hugo. We all we all knew that realistically, didn't we? We did, yeah. And and I feel for Tarek Fossil because he, he, he can play in that position. Mm-hmm. Um but I think his confidence is shot, his form's his form's not not great at the moment. His first touch is letting him down virtually every time. Um, and he's getting toed up as well by 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 every every opposition team that that we that we play. So um, it, it, we need to we need to as a manager you've got to identify that 
um, and help your player out, and you know that he's, he's more than capable of playing out wide. In fact, that is his natural position. So you just swap him out there, get his confidence back a little bit, give him a little bit more time and space on the ball while he's out there, and, and drop someone else into that central midfield role, which 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 obviously is Jamie Lindsay at the moment. Mm. Um, but whether whether he doesn't see Jamie Lindsay as being the attacking threat that he wants out of midfield. I don't know, maybe maybe that's the case, but we need somebody defensively in there. And unfortunately, yeah. like I said earlier on, Connor Coventry is not cutting it as a defensive midfielder because that's not what he is. He hasn't got that bite. Mm. He hasn't got that fight in him. Um so but yeah, I mean I feel for I feel for Fosu because he's a quality, quality footballer. But I think he's I think probably one of the reasons he's sort of shipped out on loan and what is because he's he probably suffers confidence-wise. I think he's a confidence player mm. um, because he's got all the tricks in the book. The, the lad is the lad is, is super talented, but you know, if I think it, it appears, and over the last three games, he's, he's he's had that wind knocked out of his sails because he's been toed up and not just not been given any help in that middle. So, mm. yeah, uh, Jamie Lindsay has to start while ever Oli while ever Oli Rathbone is injured. Because we need that bite in there. We haven't got any, any at all. No, we haven't. Um, yeah, uh, Nicholas Gamos on Ferguson. Ferguson has been poor for me, but some of they all have. Yesterday was only Chia who looked like causing problems, which is which is true. I think, annoyingly, we had Fosso and Fergie were brilliant, while Chia, Chia weren't very good. Now we've got Chia was very, very good, and Fosso and Fergie aren't, aren't playing very good. Mm. Uh, football works, isn't it? Shelley yeah. mentions uh, Yelda had an off day against Preston, but if you're him out or Bramwell, and a centre back in Tyler Blackett is getting a start left back. You must be questioning yourself. I think he is. I think he can. He is a left back as well, Tyler Blackett. I think. Um, I think he did all right, Blackett there yesterday. I don't think there's any issue with that. Um, <clears throat> there was there were one or two times where he, he got caught out a little bit, but it didn't cause like any serious serious issues. But it goes uh, back to what I just said, Danny. They're, they're getting exposed. That back four are getting exposed because they're mm. not getting any help from, from the front of them. Mm. Sorry, yeah. mate. I agree. Um, Sarah says she would have put. She would personally wouldn't have started where that midfield we did that we did. A concern is how far we allowed the player to run. Agree with agree with me. We were awful second to every ball, which is not Rotherham United, is it? It's just not fair. Rotherham. Well, yeah, but we were lucky if we were second to every ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Mm. The, yeah. The, there was a point uh, as well where one of their players was able to fall onto the floor, get back up and get to the ball before any of our players reacted. Like, that, it was, that wasn't it. It, it, it. He had the ball, fell over, miscontrolled it, passed it into nowhere, and their player still picked it up <laughs> before he got, he got anywhere near the ball. Mm-hmm. Um is that is that the one where he then threw himself on floor and won a free kick on edge at box? Yeah, that led to that. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. All, all I'm saying with that, I, I correctly pinpointed that free kick routine to a T. <clears throat> sat, sat there and says to Alas, he's going Victor's to top left corner here. If, if he's a right footer, he'll go there. If he's left footer, he'll go near side. And sure enough, it pings off um, top left corner at crossbar. It's like, eh, told you. <laughs> Yeah, um, this could all be moved. Paramount UK, depending on when the match is rearranged, we could have Rathbun and Wiles. We mentioned this, I think, on the last podcast. By the time we play next, Keener will almost certainly be fit. Rathbun is likely to be fit. 
Wiles will be within touching distance of being back in the squad. All these problems will probably, have, or some of them, Danny, will have gone away by then. Um, so this might all be just a bit of a, you know, a bit of a five-minute rainstorm. Well, <laughs> you, can, you can certainly see why they only we've only got two brushes, can't you? Because we're so so <laughs> devoted to getting three of our best players back. Bearing in mind, one of them's been injured since what about December? Um, Oli Rathburn, right, fair enough. And Keane has not really had much impact. Oh, we're so devoted to getting these three amazing players back mm. that our three groundsmen have got two big brushes between them. And then the referee decides to test the one bit of the pitch where we haven't brushed. Oh, funny that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's been our game plan all along. That's why Howard Webb was at the stadium, wants it to get in all the Langford's here going here. They're, they're good players about end of April, start of May. We need to play that game then and not now. I'd call it off if I were you, Oliver. Now, but on a, on a serious note, yeah, you do have a point. We will most likely have Rathbun back. Keener probably, Wiles maybe. Um, could be a completely different midfield that lines up in the rearranged fixture, which could play into our benefit, where we could um, just be better in midfield and not as flat. Mm. So you can understand why Cardiff fans are very upset because they might be playing a completely different Rotherham United in the rearranged game. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. But what I would also say is, I remember two years ago when we said, "Oh, I think this COVID outbreak that we've had, I think it's come at a good time for us." Because by the time we come back, we'll have oh he'll be back, chill back, he'll be back, and we just still didn't work out for us. Yeah, um, let's yeah. be fair. That's we've played seventeen games in fourteen days. That's why. <laughs> and and before anyone says anything about it being unfair on Cardiff, if, if they get a busy week, we had to play Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday during COVID. Mm. So your complaints will fall on deaf ears, and we'll probably uh, right. probably have a good giggle at your expense again. Um. But in terms of the rearranged game, we might be looking at um, the last, I think it's the last Tuesday in April, yeah. or the or sandwich it between Middlesbrough and Wigan for us. Now, I've seen a few Cardiff fans pipe up about a busy Easter schedule. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But then you'd be like, you have your busy Easter, then another Tuesday game on top of that. Yeah, it might be a bit much. So if you want to contact our club with your 16-point email and say that it'd be better to have a week break between Easter and the final running of games, I'm all for it and I agree with you. Yeah. We did it last season. We still got promoted. So if we do it this season, we'll stay up. Easy. Easy peasy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Shelley says, I thank you. We're all looking forward to seeing Keena play. Yeah, we are. We are really we're looking forward to it. Mike Miller, as does point out, I expect Wiles to come back and suddenly be the answer to our problems. He's asking a lot. Being yeah. fit is one thing, match fit in the half heat of a relegation battle is quite another. Yeah, that's true. But it just gives it other option. And with the age years, you would hope he could sort of slide back in relatively, <laughs> um, relatively easily, hopefully. We don't know. We just don't know, do we? I was trying to think of a rain pun, but nothing came. To <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah. Um, anything else that we need to talk about? Any other conspiracies that you'd like to debunk while we're here, or just? I've, I've got another look. <clears throat> I'm I'm also convinced that Georgie Kelly is some sort of Bible figure, right? Because. <laughs> 
<laughs> because he came on the pitch and it rained and then the game got called off. But when he came on the pitch at Gillingham, it it was bright sunshine and he sent us up. So I'm now convinced that Georgie is some sort of godlike figure, some sort of demigod. And if it comes on the, the pitch again and it rains, we all know it's going to be called off because that is now bound to happen. Yeah. And if Georgie's got an umbrella, then you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Um Chris Taylor Wiles might come back and have a stormer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's rain gold. Yeah. Um John Morell also says he'd like to apologise to us about Gareth Ainsworth ball. Christ, it's dour and we could have still been playing now and they would have had no would be hoofing it to no effect. We know about Gareth Ainsworth, sadly oh, yeah. for us. Sadly yeah. for us, we know all about Gareth Ainsworth. <laughs> yeah. We might not know about many things. We know how things were. Yeah, um, and it's the thing, right? Our game got called off for rain, but the ball was still in play for longer than the last time we played Wickham. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, just to recap the predictions, uh, nobody got it right because nobody predicted the end of the world. Oh. Oh. Do you know how we're going to suggest that as well? Yeah, I was going to. I was going to suggest an apocalypse, and I thought, no, that that might be a bit too much. I can't believe it. Oh. Um, few comments about John Green in 52 years of supporting Millers. That's my first abandonment. Abandonment. Mm. I certainly don't make you again. Your your similar times. Like I assume you've never seen an abandonment. Abandonment. No. Oh, he's I saying them. No, no, uh, no, no. I've never seen one. Uh, first for me as well. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure I want to see another one, quite frankly. But it was uh, fun, though. You know that 45 minutes where there were no yeah. football. That that we were all having a good laughing stand. To be fair, it was, it was fun. To, to be fair, having 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 to sit uh, having had to sit through that first 45 minutes, mm-hmm. the next 45 minutes were far far more entertaining. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, Phil all storm in a teacup, and John says it's all water under the bridge now, um, as it should be. Yeah. Um, Jalen Simpson, will the picture ready for the under-19s game next week? They had a heater on, didn't they, last night? I saw a picture from again from a Cardiff. I think it was a journal or somebody. They had a heater on the pitch. Um, should why, have brought did that they, why did they not bring that out in the afternoon? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> bringing, a, bringing a heater out onto the pitch. Yeah, that's how you get rid of water, isn't it? Could possibly go wrong. <laughs> possibly wrong. Like electrical instrument near, near a large body of water. I don't know what could possibly go wrong. Um... Michael Carnell. My next prediction is an abandoned match with a heat wave. Yeah, 40, forty-three degree heat in uh, in early May to call the game off. I could, uh, yeah, yeah. Not even probably United's luck. I could see that happening. To be honest with you. Um, yeah. Anything else? God, we've got an hour out of this actual joke of a situation. To be honest with you, anything else you want to mention? No, I think that's. Um, I, I can't. I just know. <laughs> Good. Very good. I'm just having a quick look at the, um, the EFL rules about <coughs> re- rearranging of stuff. Um, and it's actually said, if there's any dispute between two or more clubs as to the rearrangement of league matches, it shall be referred to and decided by the league. But it's also saying that it needs to be played at the, the earliest opportunity that the clubs agree on. So... Should we, should we put? Should we do a different kind of prediction because we've got international break? Should we do a prediction of when we actually think the game's going to be played? Uh, we can. I have to write things down, though, won't I? <laughs> right. Prediction of what? When when game played? Yeah, when the game's actually going to be played. Okay, Mick. 
May. May. Would you like to be more specific? Uh, but, uh, 2023. <laughs> 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 before, before, before Wigan game. W- Wigan game. Cool. What we could do is do a double header on that Sunday. We'll get yeah. get get Cardiff mm. to come to Wigan, and we'll play Cardiff at half twelve. Yeah, and Wigan at three. That sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, yeah. Danny, um, ooh, let me let me have a look. Um, well, <clears throat> we're playing Wigan on Monday, aren't we? So the coronation. Oh yeah, so, yes we are, yeah. So that probably rules out. Does that rule out any football Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or is it just Saturday, Sunday? Rules out Saturday at least. Rules out Saturday, right? Um, well, because we've got that little bit of a break and we're playing Mills, and I presume Cardiff are playing on the 29th of April as well. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the third of May and play on a Wednesday. Okay. I don't, I don't know why, but I have a feeling something's going to be awkward. And I think the clubs might agree on that one more because I know Carl Scott and Josh Inchliffe are in the comments about the the 25th of April. Yeah, that would be the earliest opportunity. But imagine if we just go, right, 3rd of May, take it or leave it, because then we both have a break and Cardiff agree to it. Because it'd suit us more because there's that little extra break between Saturday and Monday. I think we should just wait until it rains again and just play it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it then. That's it. Uh, That's and it. play with the sprinklers on. We should play the entire game with all four sprinklers on. <laughs> uh, just hope for the best. Um, I, th- I think it'll be the 25th of April um, with the slim chance of it being just before the Easter weekend. I think that's a slim chance, though. Very slim. Yeah, realistically, it's going to be 25th of April, isn't it? But I thought 3rd of May was just a funny one. Yeah, well, the last last time we were in the championship, we did play the Tuesday before the end of the season. We played the Tuesday and then played the Saturday. We, played Luton we did it. We did it last season as well because Sunderland was yes, moved to the Tuesday before, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was because we had a complete, you know, logjam of fixtures, weren't it? So there, there is a bit more flexibility at this time. And John's right. The EFL would like it sooner, just in case there's another, you know, end of the world type of situation that goes off. Mm. Uh, fog this time or something. I don't know. Uh, like the locusts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the ebbs and flows of football, I guess. Says Mike. Yeah. Um, we saw the, the ebbs and flows of the uh, touchline as well. The um, the puns and everything else on Twitter have been one of the best things about this as well. Other than the Cardiff tears, the uh, yeah, Twitter's been fun for many reasons this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Well, I think we're in there because we've done an hour and four minutes out of this. John said he'd like to see us get an hour out of it. We've got more than that. It's some <laughs> sort of achievement. Um, we will be back maybe on Thursday. We will have a discussion post-recording uh, to see if we can think of something to do. We'll certainly do next Sunday because we'll do an international roundup next Sunday. I think I think that works. Maybe we'll see what if we can think of something to talk about on Thursday before we do anything on there. Please do subscribe if you if you are watching and for the first time, welcome. Please do subscribe on YouTube. Um, and for, if you're listening audioly, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are on there as well. Uh, I think that's all I've got. Um, Mike Matt Miller says, best show uh, ever, shower ever. Very good. I do it. <laughs> hey. Um, Phil says, we should have signed Will Flood. 
That's a bad one, that Phil. Did you, did you actually did you actually see that somebody one of the Cardiff fans who commented on Twitter his surname was River? <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> Quality. Um, but, uh, any fans, if we were upset you, I'm not sorry. Um, you might need a sort of physics lesson how rain and grass work together. Um, or how rain works when you live in Cardiff, so it rains in Cardiff a lot. It definitely does rain in Cardiff. I've been there, it does rain quite a lot. Lovely city, rains a lot. Um, Danny, thank you for being with us last, uh, for the end of the show. It's been, uh, it's been fun. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, <clears throat> it's been good, hasn't it? Uh, I just hope all the Cardiff fans got home safe and um, right. none of the boats sprung leaks. <laughs> Mick, anything else? No, I'm, 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 I'm tired of it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all washed out. <laughs> yes. Very good, very good. We'll leave it on that one, thank you everybody. Uh, we'll see you all next time. I hope the Millers. I hope the Millers. I hope the Bluebirds can swim. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.